Hello? Who is this? You don't, I, you don't have to do that for this. I don't have to record on Audacity anymore? No, I already told you that we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, I just like doing it, but that's okay. I'll stop. I mean, if it. you want a solo recording of you, that's fine. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stand the Wait, Lineup. We have, to, um, we have to clap for you to get in sync. I, what do I have to get in sync with? You don't have to record anything. That's so diff. Let's, okay. Wow, work. Okay, yeah, but we'll get into this. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stand the Line, a horror genre podcast hosted and created by me, Tara Carter. And every week we talk about something horror genre related, and we are closing out our mini creep show series. This is our final part. There's not a season four, so we are just doing three parts. And it's perfect because next week we have Dragula, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, next week we have Dragula, which is insane to kind of think about. Yeah. Um, I'm Tara Cart. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Z- Zanny X. <laughs> yeah, every Thursday we got a new episode of the podcast. Zanny, yes. what's the sitch? What's been going on with you? Life is lifing. I just got back from the Renaissance Festival today. First time going since I was like 12. Which isn't like a Beyonce festival for the no. album Renaissance. Wrong it's more party. like yeah. uh, Ren Faire kind of shit. Yeah, I went for Beyonce and I left, you know, for Tangled. That was a bad joke. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. Um, so yeah, is that all you've been up to? Yeah, just that and drag, um, living my best life, watching some dumb stuff on Shudder, been <laughs> watching some new stuff, uh, that new Netflix show that just came out, I've been watching that, The Midnight Club, I highly recommend it. Is it good? Um, yeah, it's actually really good, it's, uh... It's got Heather I, Lincolnkamp in it, which I like, I like her. It has, what, there's a character on it who was in Midnight Mass. Don't know what that is. And I wish I could tell you her name. Hold on, let me pull it up right now. Amy Winehouse. As soon as so, I watched two episodes, right? And she shows up in the second episode. She played Beth in Midnight Mass. Shout out to uh, Beth. And her name is Bev B E V. Sorry, not Beth B E V. Her government name Samantha Sloyan. Um, the cat was like, "Yes, Queen Samantha." I know. I'm like, do I need to go? She's she's in the other room. We're gonna have to um, put her down. When I saw she was in there, I said, this is going to be a good show. And it's, I, it's impressed. But I watched this new movie on Shudder called Deadstream. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like this guy live streaming himself in a haunted house. It's very like Evil Dead, but today. It was an interesting movie. It wasn't bad. So I really yeah, want to see. I want to see Smile. That new Halloween movie just came out and the reviews are like crazy. Up and down. Yeah. I'm about to go see Smile, uh, I think this week. If you want to potentially maybe do a little moment on smell. Well, I mean, I would love to, you know, record shit in bulk and then be able to, <laughs> after Dragula, take a fucking break and just, you know, post shit. So Valid. Do you have your candle nice. with you? My candle? Yes, I do. Are we lighting this for our final <laughs> our final shutter? The way this started show? as a joke and now it's like my favorite trend. <laughs> Spirits. Spirits, call Spirit. upon thee. It's like almost out for mine. I need My candle anyway. literally just, uh, the flame just immediately went from a big flame to like. Spirits, spirits, we are here to talk about Creep Show Season 3 on Shudder, my dear. <laughs> Do you want to oh. give us a little uh, rhyme or something? I like that we're just like going in circles <laughs> with the candle. Coochie creep, coochie show, coochie spook, 
Coochie go. <laughs> it has a rhyme. Coochie slow. Coochie slow. Yeah, the brain cell is. Uh, Renaissance Fest took me out. It was wild. It was a lot to do. I don't. What'd you walk. do there? Did you like joust? Well, no. So I mean, the the Renaissance Fest I went to, but the one I went to when I was a kid was like just like a strip, and it was just like little vendors. It was nothing major. This one was like, I can't even tell you like acres. Like, and they had like build. Like I'll send you like they had buildings like actually built like it was a whole different time genre energy like completely it was like walking into an actual city and it just kept going i didn't even we went today we got there at one and we stayed until 6 30 and we didn't even see half of it it was like did you actual... put on the accent while you were there no oh bruv let's go get yeah, us a fucking turkey leg turkey legs we did yell for turkey legs and no one showed us and then i took some photos of the plague doctor it was really cute and then I met a knight who had a really thick ass, and he was really nice to me. So, win-win. So, this is eventful. Sure. We're going to be talking about Creepshow Season 3. Have you have you guys figured out that we're talking about Creepshow? Because we said it about ten fucking times. Creepshow. We're talking about Season 3 of Creepshow, and this is our ranking list. So, this is mm-hmm. Zanny and my mindses, Zanny mm-hmm. and I's ranking list and this is based on our own opinions so some of ours will not be the same and on the odd instances we'll have like two that randomly match and we will say you know this is literally just an opinion if it hurts your feelings we apologize you know because we're going to spoil the shit out of this season if you want spoil to spoil the shit baby yeah stinky poopy shit stinky poopy spoiled poop stinky poopy spoiled shit poopy girl <laughs> go watch it on shutter so season three had uh, six episodes, which is really cute, which means 12 segments. Yeah. And it first aired in September uh, 23, uh, September 23, 2021. And the last episode was on October 28th, 2021. I think it's the same production, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been the same for yeah. each season. I just have to say <clears throat> off the top of the head, what happened with this season? Because it seems like for a lot of the episodes, I kind of was not enthused. Yeah, it's also like episode or season one, right? It was just a lot to soak in. And so I was like, I wish season two would just be a little less. And then season two, it was a little less. And it was a little bit more storytelling. And I love that. Yeah. And then season three was uh, i was like well th- you know they've got it like we're out of pilot season because everyone knows the first pilot season is not the best yeah uh, they're figuring out what, what works and what doesn't season three i was like yay clicked on it so confusing so all over the place so already done i feel like there's, a lot of their stories had already been done yeah and also very expected i was trying to explain this to one of my friends that i, I watched predictable. It with as well predictable and i the thing that i normally liked about creep show is that it was it was so chaotically random that my mind wouldn't like because my mind would be like she's gonna go into the, the bedroom and there's gonna be the killer or she's gonna go hide in the closet and the, and in creep show the essence of creep show would be like oh she's gonna go hide in the closet and the bitch would hide and then know, the closet was the monster that like there was like always oh, something coming you know or no, the closet yeah the closet the monster was the closet yeah and like it opened up and it was like oh that's a good idea house. like afraid of the monster in the closet and it turns out the closet is the monster is the monster oh my god that would be sickening creep show hire us yeah literally um, get us but it was cute i did enjoy it a lot i liked it there were and I, I said this to you prior there were some that were my favorite out of the entire series what do you what are you google busting about i'm just looking at my list oh okay <laughs> no, i got like uh... there were some that i really loved like there were there were three that i can say were like probably my favorite of the entire franchise and there wasn't anything that i hated you know where the season one and season two there were some that i was like i cannot say that oh. uh they shall not be named there was none that i passionately hated on this one I that have being said opinions making my list there were a lot 
like the other two times I had, I thought it was like, I don't know where, I, I don't know. Like this is hard. This one was the easiest. Like I thought it was like, mm, 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 now mm, the mm. other ones, it was like, oh, it's hard to narrow down my top ones. This one, yeah. it was hard to narrow down my bottom ones because yeah. it was a lot. <laughs> I, you know, Shutter, if you're listening to this or any of the writers, I am so sorry. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what happened with this season because there was a few stories in here that I really liked, and for a lot of them, especially in the middle of the season, I, I just don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what yeah. happened. I didn't understand the writing. So, do you want to kick it off at our number twelve list? I know. I can already tell how, how off our lists are going to be. <laughs> My number 12, personally, was Stranger Things. Really quick summary, Stranger Things, I love a pun. Has, I don't know, to me, like, a pun to me, it should make sense. There's no reference to Stranger Things, like, at all, which is fine. But, like, I just, I expected maybe something, especially with how much they take references from other things. Yeah. Uh, so Stranger Things is just this guy who goes to a coffee shop, meets this girl. The worst flirting I've ever the heard of The worst flirting? It made me so uncomfortable. He literally like, my name goes, is Sarah you. without an H, but they put an H, and he's like, my name's Barry without an H. Yeah, and then he goes, I love your smile, and then she, she goes, thanks, and he goes, yeah, it's a beautiful smile. He goes, I, I'm i a doctor, sorry, I'm an I, I'm an I'm an o- yeah. I know a lot. I see women all the time. I just don't normally see their smiles. Like, what the I'm f- usually in their pussy holes. Is like, I don't but vegan, 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 pussy, vegan, vegan, like what? And so that's how he flirts with her. And but the, the gag, right, is she she lures him back to her home. You know, they walk home or whatever. He's like, oh, you're not gonna kill me. And she's like, no. And then she's not gonna kill him. Her roommate is a siren and sings and not like a men. mermaid siren. There's apparently different types of sirens. A different version, this one's like, like a, a bird bat version. Thing. Long story short, her roommate is tired of seducing men. Is tired of the vocal box. And her, the girl that is... Because the vocals the vocals basically mesmerize men and it gets them to come mm-hmm. over. Kill them. She, she, they want to switch vocal boxes, which I was like, um... It doesn't make sense because, one, they would have to both be under procedure. Because they're like, we need one of us to stay awake so you don't try anything. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, so are you going to cut open that, take the vocal box out, then sew them back up, then have this bitch go to sleep, take out their vocal box, sew them back up, wait for this bitch to go back to sleep, put their vocal box in. Like, how would you have them both awake? It doesn't make sense. Also, what made no sense, right, is homegirl's like, I'm tired of being a siren. Like, I'm tired of hypnotizing men and killing them afterwards. One, don't kill them afterwards. No one asked you to do that. Two, nobody asks you to sing. Like, I get that it's hard. If I hear a bop and it's stuck in my head, I'm going to sing all day. But, like... Censor yourself. You don't need to fucking cut out your vocal cords and then switch it with your it's best the, friend. The shoving of the cat for me. And I'm like, stop it, Aurora. And then three, like, you didn't. You could have just took the vocal box out and you could have just been mute. Like, you didn't need to have a best friend to swap places with. The best friend desperately wanted to do it. Yeah, she plot wanted twist. to be a siren. And yeah. yeah, the plot twist is she, like, she always wanted men and she lures this guy and they're, they're about to fuck slash eat him. And then the previous siren, who's now human, which I'm like, how does that even work? kills her then they're like let's go on a date like, honestly sure. this should have been ranked lower for me this should have been ranked lower for me i put it way too high but honestly the top the bottom five could have been anywhere in the bottom for yeah. me. yeah it just was not my fantasy i'm weird about mythology and stuff like that if it's gonna be done i want it to be done correctly and if it's not gonna be done correctly i don't want to see it at all the the acting was questionable was very questionable. questionable the plot of the story was she now wants a man like i don't know i don't know I, I, I wasn't a fan of that one either. And I like I said, I probably should have ranked it a little bit lower. I didn't. 
because my rank 12 is Skeletons in the Closet. Skeletons in the Closet is one about a prop museum. And, you know, it's cute that, like, honestly, like I said, for a lot of these, they could have all been in the bottom. I was not a fan of this. So Skeletons in the Closet is a story about this couple who owns a prop museum, and they have props from a lot of horror movies, like Phantasma, which is also someone's killed the same way in Phantasma. They have the claw from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, they have Freddy's claw. They have chainsaws from uh, from a few different movies. Like, they have a lot of things. They even have, like, the big exhibit is that they had the real bodies, like, the real human bodies that were in selective movies, like in the poltergeist and then they even had the creep they even have a creep show reference they had the creep show mm-hmm. guy in there too and then his dad he somehow acid melted his dad to get the bones and then at one point okay he has a big rivalry with this guy bateman yeah bateman which probably is like bates motel so i don't know but he has this rivalry with this prop dude he's trying to get one of the bodies back because the the main guy in this is a grave digger, like, grave robber. He stole one of the bodies, which is fucked up. And his girlfriend's like, what? Oh, my God. And then uses a knife shoe to slash the, slash Bateman's neck. Mm-hmm. So that that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. And they acid, I don't know where they have this in the back of their store, but they just have an acid bathroom to dissolve this guy, except for his ponytail. Because <laughs> that's except how you need yeah, you need to differentiate the characters. I did it not was, like it. Um, we had CGI skeletons fighting each other. The acting was very theater acting. And yeah. I hate, I did not like the acting in this one at all. This is probably my least favorite acting. One of my least favorite acting in this whole season was in this story. Yeah, I did not, I mean, I did not like it until, I will say, like, there's a scene where, like, they really play it into the, to the to old historic, or not historical, old uh, horror movie, like, tropes. It's like that scene where she's like in the shower and it goes to a black and white filter and she's super dramatic. I just thought it was camp. It's it's a shining or not a shining. It's a psycho reference. Yeah, and like it's like literally the worst skeleton hand holding a knife and it's, it's literally just like the knife is going back and forth. It's so out of rhythm. It's like touching her body. Well, yeah, that's that's how. Have you seen Psycho before? Yeah, I'm just like, but I'm saying like this is so low budget and the quality was so like they knew, and so it lasted for like 45 seconds. I just thought it was so funny. <sighs> I, you know, I've just, I've been in, like, I've done film classes before in college, and this is always like, hey, do you need to practice filming something? Just do the psycho scene. Like, it's, for me, it has been done over so many times to where it's, like, the first thing that you practice filming in, in college. The other thing that's overplayed in a lot of horror movies is the shining reference of the axe in the door. And oh, I was yeah. like, we followed that up right after this one. And I was just like, I'm over it. I'm over it. These, I these don't, don't care. The only one that I really liked was the reference to Phantasm. When the, the ball goes into the mm, head and it head. shoots out all the... That random dude. I don't even know who the fuck that was. But Same. They said his name like six times, I'm assuming. And then he just showed up and I was like, ooh. And then he um, turns his dead girlfriend into a skeleton prop and makes out with her. Dude, that was... It was just... It was... I will say it was so foul that the whole time I was just, I can't believe I'm watching this. And I was just laughing and, and uh, giggle busting by myself. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Do you want to talk about our number 11? Our number 11? Do you want to go first or me? Sure. Uh, so my number 11 was drug traffic. <gasps> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
Why what was your was your eleven drug traffic? Drug no, traffic my as well? number eleven was Time Out. Drug traffic. I I liked the acting, and I loved the special effects and the CGI. It was really good. It was really interesting. So drug traffic is there's this politician, and he's basically talking about how awful the healthcare system in America is, which Shocker. is valid. So he's doing like a campaign. He has a bunch of people coming to like basically be like woo, like no one takes care of us. Our health is bad. Woo hoo woo hoo. Um, and they're coming back in. They're coming back into America, or they're leaving. I forgot. I think they're coming back to America. Yeah, they did like a the, tour. the main thing is that one of the people there is with her daughter, and she is basically getting medicine for Canada and smuggling it back into the U.S. So mm-hmm. yeah, they went to Canada to get medicine and then come back, or some something of the sort. And the daughter's like severely ill. Bitch, she looks bad bad and so she like throws up and she's sick and so the border patrol guy's like thumbs off like come here and and just investigating the mom and opens a bag finds all of the medicine it was like this is illegal you know detains her and is like we're gonna have a conversation um and so like meanwhile she's like i have to help my daughter like my daughter has to keep taking this medicine like if she doesn't like something bad's gonna happen they're like no 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 like we are we're not leaving until we're done the political campaign guys like we're gonna take this footage like we're gonna twist it like we're gonna make this whole storyline to make it seem um, like the, the the agent is racist even though the agent says earlier I'm a communist like I don't give a fuck unless like you, yeah. he was like you know nothing about being leftist like he says that basically to yeah. the political because the, the the whole thing is this guy who's running for office really isn't he's very conservative he's very conservative and he's just running against a conservative party to kind of get votes like he even says like oh can't you believe that this was our issue the security person was going to say something else and then the guy is racist and says immigrants and he's like what the fuck dude why are you so yeah. racist the whole thing is like he's just he's insinuating that the border patrol agent is racist but he's like dude they put me out here because i don't give a fuck about anything he even says to the woman he's like hey they're gonna try and spin this whole narrative and make it seem like i'm gonna hate you because you're an immigrant crossing the thing like the the border, the border. and he was like honestly i don't give a fuck but since they have cameras right now i have to look like i'm doing my job so we nah. can just do this little thing first and when we do this, like, good girl, you're good. That's basically what he says to her. Yeah, and then she's like, no, I have to get to my daughter immediately. And the reason why is because the daughter is, like, this this, this entity, this demonic thing. And, like, the head comes out of the body. It was really cool. Yeah, like... And the- it becomes this, this floating head with this dripping intestines. And it basically devours and eats everyone in the station. Yeah. Killing them off, like, one by one. While the, the Meanwhile, like, this, this whole altercation is happening. At the end, they realize that if they hurt the body that the head was attached to, it'll hurt the floating head. They yeah. kill the bitch. Yeah. Allegedly. And then, allegedly. And then the mom is depressed and she's sad. And so she kills herself by decapitating herself. Yeah. Um, and then the head looks over at the body and then floats and then enters the mom's body connects and then becomes one with like the floating head in the mom's body and leaves. Yeah. Bites um, her whole uh, arm off to get out because the mom was handcuffed. Thing. Does she kill the other two or just like no. walks out of there? I think she just walked out. I don't know. I think it's up for our artist interpretation. I think she just moved on. Yeah, because she um, goes to the bus and then the creep, the crypt keeper is there. Uh, opens the door and is like, Bang. I was like, oh, what happened to the political? To me, but... it would be higher on my list. I think I honestly probably could have put it higher as well. To me, the second the girl walked in, I was like, which I understand they're trying to do a campaign of like. Ooh, like we're we're weak and ill, but she was like obviously so sick and so ill and so weak. I w- there's no way I would have I would have like allowed this person like I would have immediately went to the doctor then. 
Um, yeah, it's just weird to bring a very chronically ill person onto your campaign like, and be chronically like... chronically ill. I enjoyed the story because I thought she was just going to be a regular zombie. And then her head rips mm. off of her own body. And I was like, oh, bitch, this is insane. And it was. And the killing scenes were funny. The, the, the lighting, the angles, the, the editing, I liked... Um, the only part that was kind of weird is like there's one point where like the head's laying on the floor and she like gets up and I just thought that was so funny uh, <laughs> just because like, you could yeah because you could tell it was green screen so like the way the head moved you could tell it was a I mean the head body. moving around is pretty wonky. One thing I thought was like really dumb was like so the two survivors are going into the main room waiting room where everyone's at and they're like oh my god it's like they were all butchered. I'm like. But if you look at the bodies, they're just, like, laying down and have some blood on them. Like, their body parts are together. Like, that, nothing crazy happened. I was hoping to see just, like, limbs everywhere or something. Also, like, why not leave? Like, they saw, like, like it, it killed them off one by one. Like, people could have just walked out. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird. Like, they it gave the essence of, like, being trapped. But, like, I don't know. It was cute. It just, there was some small loopholes that I didn't, I didn't feel for. But what was your 11? So my 11 was time out, like I said earlier. And mm-hmm. Time Out is a story about this dude who gets a magical wardrobe from his grandma. And when you are in the wardrobe, it closes in on you. So you have to make sure you have the key so you can go in and go out. And when you're in the wardrobe, time basically freezes or slows down on the outside, but it speeds up in there. Like, so, or like, yeah, time goes by really fast in there. In a way, it, it's kind of confusing. Like, so he goes in there to like study for his exam. Because he's late for his, he's about to be late for his exam. So it's like 7.24. He goes in there and he studies a lot and he comes back out and it's still 7.24. And he's like, okay, cool, tight. That's awesome. Um, so that's like the whole plot of this. Like he he gets kind of greedy uh, because he keeps going in there for work, to study for work so he can get all these high positions. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to stop doing this because it's aging him. You know, mm-hmm. it's aging him pretty badly. Like his bones are all kind of brittle and shit <laughs> like that, even though he just has a beard. Um, uh, and, and then it, it ends basically with the him going in there, and I was expecting this to happen. He goes in there, and his key falls out of his pocket, and he's trapped in there. And then when his son comes and unlocks it, because he's like, Dad, where are you? His dad aged so much in that time because, you know, he didn't, the son didn't know how long he was in there for. And he just burst into ash. And then this, the son is like, Dad... Even though he just witnessed his dad explode, he's like, "Dad, where'd you go?" <laughs> where'd and you goes go? into the the wardrobe and it closes on him. So then, and he didn't have the keys, so the son presumably dies too. So yeah, I didn't really care for this one because there were so many fucking time jumps. There were so many time jumps. I didn't know when this movie was supposed to start because I thought like the funeral in the beginning was in nineteen, like in World War Two, because it said in the comic book thing like World War Two. And, like, war mm-hmm. shit was going on. And I was like, oh, is this another, other, like, period piece? But then it's ten years later, and he's a full-ass college student. And then it goes five years later, three years later, three more years later. I was like, this is too many fucking time jumps but for such like, a very small story. They also did a lot of, like, like, we got it. He was using the box for work, you know? And I only need to see it, like, once. But they did it like three or four times. That they caught, like they kept showing the same thing to kind of get you to understand it. Yeah. And then it's just like it's just ironic. I don't know. It's just the same storyline. And like I understand like he's working a lot and he doesn't have to work as hard. But the wife is like, you don't have to do it anymore. Like you don't have to keep doing this. 
And I'm like, that's not real. Like, money is still an issue in this world. Like, you still need to have well, a job. He would have still had his job. He just was so set on getting more promotions. Yeah, but then it, even well, that was the part that was confusing, right? Because then the boss calls him and is like, "Can you get this done by tomorrow? If not, don't show up for work tomorrow." Like, I was like, "So you're alluding that this person just, you know, it was, it was there were some loopholes that I also, yeah, but it was I, a I lot just, higher on my list." Oh, really? Okay. Well, I didn't care for it. So <laughs> we're going to number ten, which, like I said, for a lot of these stories, they could have just been thrown anywhere for me, and I didn't care. My number ten was familiar. <gasps> you like familiar? I, I did. So familiar is a story about King Batch, who was someone who was on Vine. I found his comedy very annoying. So when seeing him in this, I was like, oh god, I hate your acting. He goes to a fortune teller with his partner, and you know he's talking to the girl. And the, I thought this was, it, I thought it was very cool. The scene of he's like talking to the partner to the right and then on the left he slips king uh a note mm-hmm. and it's like something dark or something bad followed you in here so i automatically was like it was his girlfriend cut to you know he's ha- he's being haunted seeing these demons and then he goes see the guy and he the guy's like well you need a I, I do like the humor of the guy being like, I can tell you if you if you get this one item, it's it's in this it's in the gift shop, so you can you can buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he needs to put this demon thing in a crate and then put it in like drown it. So he does that, and it sounds like his girlfriend's in there, and then he does that, and then he comes back, and then the girlfriend is in his home. No, <laughs> you skip so many parts of the story that makes sense. It, to me, it didn't make sense, though. It made so much sense to me. Okay, so the, the, the guy is like, there's an entity following you. He's like, the way that you get rid of it is like, you can't. You can't kill it. So you have to prevent it from ever being able to like to follow you. Because the closer it gets to you, the more harm it's going to do to you and to the people you're around. So he's like, you have to get a crate or something that you can trap it in. And then he was like, and then you want to throw it into the deepest river you can throw it into. To where there's no way it'll ever escape and it'll never be found. And it'll drown forever and eternity. And the guy's like, bet. And so he goes home with the crate and he's like, how do I lure the creature? And he's like, this, this necklace of, of, of joy, like it needs something innocent to feast upon. And like somebody made it for me out of love. So like it's, you know, X, Y, Z. So he puts the, the necklace under the crate and then the demon, you know, he, you know, he, he walks away, whatever. And the demon goes to the necklace, the crate falls. And so he's like, ha, I've got the demon. And then they have a dog and he starts hearing a dog whimper because the demon can imitate voices and, and other sounds. So he's like, fuck, I caught the dog, not the demon. So he lifts the crate box up, and when he lifts the crate box up, he notices there's nothing there. The pendulum is gone, and then he sees the demon, and the demon vanishes. So the next time he does this, he's like, I'm going to do it for sure. Like, I'm going to make sure I stay awake. And so he puts the crate up, and then he sets it up or whatever. The girlfriend calls and is like, I'm not coming home tonight. Like, have fun with your imaginary friend. I've got caught up in the office. Yeah, so he doesn't he, think he, this- he- puts like a gift from her like a lamb yeah. a sacrificial and so then, lamb and so then he puts a lamb uh underneath the, the box a little that, figure. made from love it's a little figure and so she's like you know don't worry about it and so he sets his camera up and he's like i'm gonna watch it and then he falls asleep the crate falls he picks up his phone he looks at it and his phone like glitches out so he can't see the video yes and it's his girlfriend's voice and he's like there's no way that's my girlfriend he's like you're literally you absorbed her voice like let me call her so he calls and no one answers. So he calls again. No one answers. So he's like, there's no way it's my girlfriend. And the whole time she's like, let me out, let me out, let me out. 
So then he throws the crate into the river, lets it drown or whatever, and he goes home. And the demon is in his home with the girlfriend's body that has been drowned. And, like, the demon kind of possesses the body and is like, ha, like, you can't fool me. And the, like, girlfriend's dead body, like, goes up to him and is like, now I believe you. Because at first she didn't believe him. And so basically, like, the demon has convinced him to drown his girl. Like, you know, manipulated him. Once the demon found out what he was doing the first time... The demon was like, I'm a teacher. But how did she get trapped in there? Did she just see the figurine and was like, let me walk over there and... The demon probably entranced her or something, you know? Or, like, the demon was using her the whole time. Or the demon's more magical than we thought. I switched places was like, bitch, get That wasn't clear to me. Well, I can tell from your description. And also, like, the acting was really bad. (laughs) She... The acting was foul. Like, she was acting drunk at the beginning, and I was like, I'm so over this. And then also, like, you, so she believes in palm readings, right? Like, she believes in the supernatural enough to read palms because the, she's like, but a demon is where she draws the fucking line. And he is like, I don't believe in this stuff. I think it's dumb. I don't want to do it. She's like, come on, let's just go get our palms. Like, come on, it'll be so much fun. Does it? She's eating it up. She's like, he's telling me things like names that I know. Like, oh my gosh, like, this is so real. Like, this is so valid. Then he texts her and he's like, yo, there's like a demon following me and like shows the paper to her oh and she's just like lol isn't that cool like at least you have proof that like things like this exist i thought you know what maybe she was better off dead i thought she was gonna end up being in on it i thought she was like the tether i thought the whole thing was that she was the tether but then it wasn't that at all she was just an innocent person but like she literally would mock him she scared him all the time she made fun of him. Like, so I, when she died, I was like, bitch, fuck you. You need a better girlfriend anyways. There was a lot higher on my list. Okay, work. Uh, what was your number 10? My number 10 was OK, I'll Bite. To me, that name, I don't even understand that name to this one. Long story short, there's just a guy in prison. He makes drugs. He sells them. He's running out of time. He's kind of chaotic. He loves spiders, though. And I don't understand how he has spiders, but he has spiders. In prison, bitch. In prison. Where did and you they get just these let fucking it happen. spiders from, like, tarantula spiders, y'all? Like, yeah. big-ass fucking spiders. And they're like, yeah, we know we let you have this. I was like, why? Why do you and have so, this? there's, like, a hole in his cell, and he, he like, looks inside of it. Long story short, it's like a tomb, almost, of this this prehistoric giant spider um, creature entity. Don't know and how that got in it. Don't know how I got there. Don't know how it happened to just be a cell, whatever. Um, so then, long story short, like, he's not, you know, these people are harassing him. They're bullying him. They want product. He can't get it. Yeah, and one of, them one, is, of the... one of them is uh, a guard, a prison yeah. guard who's an asshole. His acting was also very cool. Also, like, his his intimidation, he was like, I'm going to be mean to you. And yeah. you're going to deal with you it. You better watch your back. There was no Boy. voice inflation. It was just that. Uh, half the time, I didn't even realize he was insulting the person until the insult was done. Because there was no voice infliction. He didn't look at you. Like, I was like, did you just read me? And then, then he'd be like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, no, like, I'm being serious. Like, did you read me? Because you, what was that? The only reason why this was ranked higher for me was because a lot of them were bad. I like the <laughs> shot of like, so he does this ritual thing because they don't have a lot of time left because they're going to do pest control because one of the spiders bit somebody directly in the fucking eyeball. That's what would happen if you had spiders like that. But he does this ritual for this like ancient spider thing to take over him and I just love the reveal where the spider is which for some reason there's a giant hole in the ceiling now mm-hmm. the spider comes out of it and I thought it was like huge but it turns out it's just like spider legs and then the body of the spider is his head which I thought was like really that was like kind of spooky yeah and it basically just feasts on the bodies and stuff like that um and then they find the body you know tied up in spider webs and everything like that 
Oh, sucked um, out, like drained. Yeah, drained. Yeah. And it was cute. And it was, you know, the guys came into the cell. They were intimidating him. They killed one of the spiders. And in retaliation, like, Build up the boat was, was crazy. Weird. The, uh, he also talked in a weird voice. The acting was a little weird. It wasn't It wasn't bad. It just, for me, that was my number 10. I didn't, it was, it's there the was fact that I was got this crazy. higher. Why do I got this higher? Well, see, that's how I felt whenever I was explaining uh, drug traffic. I was like, why is my drug traffic so low? What was your number nine? So on our number nine list, mine was number Meter nine. Reader. I'm done with you. Meter Reader, you like that one? It wasn't nine. It was nine to me, bitch. A lot of these I did not care for. And Meter Reader is the story. It's like a post-apocalyptic story with like kind of like demonic vampire-ish creatures who are like possessing people. It's very, um, I, I don't know the fucking movie, but there's a movie that's like this. Um, it has this old, like, do you, I don't know if you've seen the clip on Twitter. It's this old woman who's like, I'm going to eat your fucking baby. <laughs> and it's like an old woman who's like flying around. I don't know. I don't know what that movie is called. It's so fucking weird. If y'all know what it is, please let me know. The dad is like a meter reader, which is someone who can sense who these demons are. And he goes to exercise, quote unquote, he's not a father, exercise this girl, turns out the mom is a demon or something. Not the girl, yeah. We we, we don't see him for three days. So we're back at the family. And it's like post-apocalyptic, but they still, like, every morning they collect heads. Like, the, the garbage people collect heads and then they throw them in the, in the burn. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And um, turns out the dad is maybe bad. No. wasn't bad he wasn't right so why did he so no so basically like, you can confused. the thing the, and this is part where this is why it's crazy so there's this virus that takes over it's like a demonic evil spirited virus that like not you it's honestly is so what is it not you mansplaining me no but it's it's very um spooky 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 this demonic thing and so it's almost like covid like it infects you but you can be immune to it and the dad is immune to it which is if you're immune to it then you can be a meter reader because you can be close to these people without catching the virus. And so he leaves for three days, but you have to you have to test yourself every 72 hours. So when he comes home, they're like, Dad, you can't come in. You got to get tested or whatever before you enter the doors or whatever. So go to the go cellar. Go to the cellar. So, yeah. So he has the – like the entity is with him, but it does not affect him because he's immune to it. And so the 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 son and the mom, you know, they're like, we want to go see Dad. We want to go see Dad. And the girl's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, the no, daughter's no. the only fucking smart one that's like, don't bring him one. in here. And so the brother, the younger brother sneaks out and goes and is like, I'm going to go see dad and immediately gets infected. The mom goes after the son, immediately gets infected. Oh, but the mom knocks the fuck out of her own daughter because her daughter's like, we have to kill them. And she's like, nope. And then that. just knocks her own daughter out. They attack the dad. And so they injure the dad. And so the daughter finally wakes up from being knocked out and she goes into the basement and she finds her but dad. But how did like, he infect them? Because he had the virus with him. He just was immune to it. Okay. So like he didn't like he didn't catch he didn't turn or get any of the signs or whatever or anything that developing because of that reason and so um, they caught the virus um, it was also like it's outside it's weird there were a lot of there were so many loopholes and there were so many a lot of you... loopholes she she regardless she goes down there and she beheads the mom and the the brother and the dad, the dad, dad like, dies my legacy and gives so her she... a little <laughs> magical wand. A little meter reader, and then she carries on the business, and it ends with her taking. Because basically, like, the only way you can kill these demonic creatures is by cutting off their heads. Mm -hmm. So every morning they come around and collect heads of those that have died, and so then it, you know, it ends with the the guys being like, "Heads, like good morning, like get your heads," and she throws the brother and the mom's head into the bin and drives off on a motorcycle, all punk and shit. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like how it was filmed. The acting was okay, but it just didn't. It was the loopholes and then that mm-hmm. really bad filter over the movie that made everything Yeah, orange. there was like a weird red filter that made everything orangey red. And, and it was very, um, what's that movie with the desert? Apocalyptic, it's like an, a post-apocalyptic movie. They're Mad in the Max. Desert. Yeah, it was trying to give me that type of vibe. Very, you know, motorcycle grunge, leather jacket, but just also in a suburban neighborhood where they throw heads yeah. out. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, I love how drastically different our um, lists are. Lists are. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, my number nine was Mum. It just, to me, that just it just wasn't weight. It was just, there was no, it was probably the the best written one and the quickest, the most understood, the, the one that made the most sense. But the is, another family abuse story, another one, y'all. Another family abuse story. Also, like, another military background story in this season as well. Like, they keep going on these weird tropes this one was heavy on the family abuse we're gonna go to an ad break and when we come back we're gonna be talking more about what creep show Have you ever wanted to support the continuation of Stay on the Line, but you don't know how? Well, here's how. On Patreon.com, you can support the Stay on the Line podcast for just $1. Each tier has their separate benefits. Some include early access to episodes, video additions to the podcast, commentary tracks, and much more. Not convinced yet? I'll show you how to even sew a little on the Patreon. Yeah, you too could be a fashion girl up in this bitch. So, if you would like to support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash stay on the line and you can start supporting the podcast and its continuation today wow what a crazy little ad break that was delicious that was tasteful i am interested if you don't have spotify premium get it if you subscribe to the patreon you'll see this oh Actually, I, I think I might have to cut that out. You'll see what <laughs> might be there. Put a put a little art yeah. over it. Yeah. Basically, this boy is in an abusive family. The dad is abusive. The mom is like this like hippie, like floral kind of girl, living her best life, very in tune with the earth, loves her garden. And then there's like these other characters that are not family, but very close to the family. Yeah. Very confusing. Confusing as to what their role is. Also, like they both watch this man be abusive to his wife. And they somehow still tell everyone that, like, and believe that it's yeah. The like, did it, did he put like was she really an alcoholic or did he just put that in her suitcase? Yeah. So they basically the, the wife has, has reached a point where she's like, I want to bounce. She's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. She tells her son like, we're leaving. You know, yeah. the son's like, well, let's go pack a suitcase. She's, she's like, like, does daddy done. know? And she was like, of course he does. And then she, they open the door and no, he does not. And he does not. And then the suitcase opens up and alcohol and money falls out. He's like, you're stealing from me. Like, you're drinking again. Like, you're an alcoholic. I'm calling the police. They go to leave. Somewhere and and she ends up dead. They end up fighting. She falls out of the car. She dies. So they bury her body in her garden. and Which I thought was like, why would you bring the body home? It doesn't make sense to be like, we don't know what happened. Because they were planning this whole thing like, this is what happened to her. But then why would you bury her and not and even six her. feet, not even six feet in the ground, like one foot into the ground. Bitch, a uh, squirrel could get in there and eat that shit. A dog. So basically the son goes to the garden. It's like, I love my mom's garden. Like, I can't wait for her to come home. She doesn't come home. He misses her. Finds this weird plant that's growing. He like loves it. That it's has her quick. like hair in it. Yeah, and it has her hair in it. Was really cool in my opinion. But like, it was just weird. And then, so then basically the mom, it's very suddenly Seymour, uh, you know, the Joy mom. Lee. 
comes alive and kills you know everyone involved except for the son the son basically feeds these things these things to the mom and then the son leaves yeah uh it wasn't bad it just was so expected i knew at the, it was so i knew instantly when they were like the garden the mom the mom must leave abusive relationship i was like mm-hmm. i know exactly where this is going and it went exactly where i thought it would i do like the death of like the woman that he's having an affair with because he's like he's like the son goes, oh my god, dad, I did something. And then the dad kind of lures him out there. And he goes to, like, turn over the... I hate always these things where they, like... It looks like a normal person turns them over and their face is just kind of being, like... Mm-hmm. Roots are in their face and they just look all fucked up. Um, that's always, like, really disturbing things in movies for me. It's, like, when someone turns over and they're just uh, nasty. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, a lot higher for me. But I can see why you... Like, for me, it doesn't seem drastic why you put that so low. Yeah, no, for sure. Because a lot of these were very... Eh. That's why I'm like, what happened with the season, y'all? What happened with this season? I don't know what happened. Where was the seasoning? What was the season? (laughs) What was the season? (laughs) So that was your number nine? That was my number nine. So my number eight was Stranger Things. That's why I was like, it was very middle of the road. Like I said, any of these could have been the bottom, and I would have been fine. So what was your number eight? Uh, my number eight was Queen B. Um, I can see why. I can see why. So yeah, was it higher for you? like a lot higher for you? No. Oh, <laughs> it's your number seven. No. <laughs> well, basically, Queen B is a story about these, which it's the story of a girl. It's the story of a girl. It's a little too close to an actual real Beyonce story. I'm like, and and it's called Queen B. That's why I'm like, mm, very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, was, yeah. The, well, that's the thing is where I'm like, I want the, like I knew immediately Queen B. I was like, this is gonna be a pop star singer reference, Beyonce, something like that, and it was Stranger Sings. No correlation. No correlation at all. It was just a stranger singing. Bitch, <laughs> 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 it was just a stranger singing. That's like Stranger Things being like things are strange. Queen B is a story about this pop idol who who these three friends are i can tell this was written by someone old they're like i am her biggest fan oh very uh, bad hunty hunty mama I, I i'm so glad you said that because that's what it was i hate when i watch things that older <laughs> generations write thinking that we are yeah because it was i am that. her number one big fan like no one talks like that anymore like no one nah. talks like that the three of them are like oh my god she's giving birth like their pop idol what was her name i don't even it doesn't matter meredith or something no i need because it had one singular word there was no last name so i was like oh they really want regina her name was regina 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 is pregnant she's given birth and she has reserved the whole hospital floor and i was like wow this is very similar to when beyonce gave birth and she reserved the whole hospital floor and She's known by the Queen Bee, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she has one name, Beyonce Regina. I was like, this is a little, I don't know who wrote this, but this is, it doesn't seem, I don't know. I don't know, it felt weird. Their <laughs> mom, I guess, works at the hospital, so they take her key. Hospital key card. And they go to the hospital, potentially hurt a security guard. And they're like, instead of being like, guys, we've taken it too far, they continue to go to see the birth of this child. Mm-hmm. And they even see these nurses with glowing green eyes being weird. Like, even one of them knocks over a fucking huge-ass shelf, and the thing looks right at the girl who did it and just 
looks at the temperature and kind of just walks away. So, you know, at this point, I'd probably be like, okay, guys, let's leave. This is weird. But they continue to find the, the room where Regina is. And Regina, this is pretty some pretty cool special effects. It looks pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Regina turns into a giant queen bee of some sorts. It looks insane. Uh, it was like a bee meets a praying mantis meets like a red-orange color palette. Yeah, and it's using this like humming sound to put everyone in a trance. Why doesn't it affect one of the girls? Because she has AirPods in. Oh. And so, because she goes, everyone, like, basically whenever the creature, like, they, they go to take a picture of this creature, because they're like, holy fuck. Like, they're like, this is crazy. We're going to expose her. Bitch with they flash take a picture, on. The flash goes off. We've all been there. It's it's fine. Uh, but then they're like, oh, and they stay for a second, and then they go to run. But before they can run, she does the pitch, hypnosis them, and the girl's like, oh, my God. And then she's like, hello. And they're like, why is it not happening to me? And then she is like, oh. My, my AirPods. And because she like, she shakes her friend's head. Like, she's like, girl, wake up. And her hands cover her ears. And as soon as her ears get covered, the friend like snaps out of it. It's like, what's going on? And then she takes her hand away and the eyes start going uh, green okay. again. Yeah. And she, she comes back and puts cotton balls in her friend. But their other friend, Carlos, I think is his name, gets mm-hmm. like fucking killed. Yeah. Through it's the too head. late. He's already transfixed. And so the thing just kills him. And so then they basically go to escape. Yes. They make it, they have this huge fight scene, it's dumb, it's whatever. They make it to the elevator, they get to the elevator, they're almost out, and the girl's like, I can't wait till we can post this, like, and everyone can find out who she really is. And one of the friends is like, post it? She has a tour next month. I bought yeah. meet and greet tickets. Like, this is gonna, like, you're not saying anything. And the friend's like, no, we can't let this get out. And then the other friend is like, you're right, we can't let this get out. And then she, like, takes her little, like, cotton swaps out, and the friend's like, no! And then Yeah, her friend randomly betrays her. I was betrays like... Her. Kills her and feeds her to the to like the, the larva in in the room. One thing I did, I really didn't like. I said, really love the prosthetics. I can say things I do like. One thing I did not like was when this is a scene straight out of Scream Four, where they grab the defibrillator and go clear and shock someone in the head. I was like, girl, girl, Scream Four came out a. A decade ago. So you said it had so much potential. Yeah. They realize that these things are under a trance, right? So and they're not they're not like fast. Like they're not zoomy zoomy doctors. Like they're very slow. They're very mad. I'm like, you you didn't want to maybe, I don't know, cover their heads, try to put cotton swabs on their ears, just cover the ears for three seconds and be like, yo, wake up. You didn't want to do that. Instead you thought, let's murder doctors that are under a trance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they fully kill without hesitation. Like it wasn't even like they were like this is like I'm put in a situation where I have to kill. Yeah, she's she just like, stabs one of them in the eye. Her and friend then is, sh- is on the ground struggling. The friend had her arms free, could have literally reached up and covered the ears if she wanted to. But I will give her the benefit of the doubt. Pinned down. I don't know how her bones work. But the other friend is behind him watching and is like, <gasps> and isn't like, let me cover his ears or let me get him off of her. She grabs a needle and is like, let me stab him in the eye. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? And then she grabs the defibrillators and isn't like, let me push this one off of you. She's like, clear. Don't say clear, bitch. Just fucking do it. That's why I was like, it's very, it was very much like Scream 4. I know you haven't seen it, but it was very much like that. I think you said it. I wish it was just a cult. I wish it was just a cult, like maybe Illuminati reference or something like that. Because there's, if you're already going to do all these fucking ties to Mm -hmm. Beyonce there's always the rumor that it's, if she's Illuminati, woo, 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 which I don't give a fuck about. You know, let her live her life. Also, just, like, make it more realistic. Like, because the thing was, like, 
She runs yeah. down. She runs Are you telling house. me that a giant bee lady is not realistic enough? It's not realistic enough for me. But like the whole concept was that she has money. She runs out an entire floor. She wanted privacy. She wanted security. Maybe instead of being a demonic bee demon creature that sacrifices people, let it be a cult where they sacrifice people in a normal humanic way. That's horror. Which I do get creep show. I do understand part of the art of creep show is to be sci-fi, you know, weird, unexpected twist. But yeah. I would have liked it more if it was a cult or or something demonic. Or I don't something. think it needed the hypnosis. I think they could have just had their own coming to Jesus moment, you know, mm-hmm. where they literally worship they worship this idol. Do a well, whole, and that's what I thought like, it was. Yeah, I thought because it, the whole time know. they're like, she's she's iconic. Like they have all these photos of her on her wall. They're like Queen B. Like they fight over who's their fan. I would have loved that a lot more. But that yeah. is why that was my my ranking. Yeah, that was my number eight. Okay, what was your number seven? So my number seven at this point was Meter Reader, and I it's just everything that we discussed. I liked it a little bit more than what we'd seen. Uh, but it was still You gasped when I said that. That's only seven out of this list. You made it seem like it was number <laughs> one, bitch. Because I, oh, no, no, no. I just was shocked it was so low. But if this was, was if seven? Meter Reader was your number one, I would have been like, bitch, I'm judging you. You're going to judge my number one. Uh, number seven for me was The Last Tsuburaya. Tsuburaya. Yeah. I, I liked a lot of things about this. So it's basically an art. This, this guy inherits uh, this Japanese art that has like so much meaning to it. And I thought he was going to be in this story. This guy who inherited it, but he, instead of selling it to the museum, right? It was to the museum, was the other so, option. Or it was this curator or something. So, yes, but what it is is that he gets he, he gets called in this office or whatever. It's like a lawyer and a, and a museum person. And they're like, so you're the last descendant of this painting. And this is like the most famous painting in the entire world. Like this guy, and this guy paints horrific, horrific, horrific paintings. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, you know, like it's never been unboxed. They in the will it specifically states that when he dies after a hundred years, this goes if he has a bloodline like this will go to the bloodline yeah. of his family. And so the guy's like, yes, like I'll take it. And then this artist guy comes in and is like, I will give you twenty million dollars if you sell me that painting. Like very uh, Jeff Bezos kind of energy. Yeah. And the museum is like, give it to the museum, and he ends up taking the money. Yeah, because um, like so they're they're like, give it to the museum because that'd be nice. And then the rich. Dude is like, um, no, you should give it to me because I want it. Mm-hmm. And the museum people are like, you're an asshole, and we know this. But yeah, he he sells the art to him, and he is such an asshole that he has this whole art party at his home to show off, quote unquote, show off this painting, right? But he's like, hey, hold on first. He opens it, and he's like, everyone, okay, hold on. He opens up the painting, brings it out, and he's like, wow. And then burns it before anyone can see it. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, why the fuck would you do that? And he's like, uh, because I can. So I'm uh, the only person who's seen it. And he's just like a narcissist. He's a huge asshole. He's an asshole to his girlfriend. And his girlfriend kind of still puts up with it for some reason. Long story short, he releases a fucking demon. Uh, the demon looks pretty cool. I will say that. No, I love looks, the demon. Yeah, uh, the um, demon looks really nice. What were you about to say? Also, like, just the, the the situation. So, she basically, like, you know, he likes... She's also an artist, and that's why he found her. He, His, he, like, girlfriend. Keeps, yeah, and he keeps... Uh, he buys all of her paintings so no one else can see them. A very exclusive. And she thinks it's, like, hot at first. And so one day, like, that, that happens. They have the party. They light the painting on fire. And the museum person is there. 
And she goes to the girlfriend and she's like, you support that? Like that was destruction of art. Isn't that what you do? And the girl's like, yeah, I, I do art. And she's like, do you in, like wait till that happens to you? Like wait till he starts burning your paintings to where other people can't appreciate it. Yeah. And she storms out. And the girl's kind of like, that kind of happened. Like I can't show anybody my art because he owns all of it. And it's just yeah. for him. So she realizes how this guy's been a bit of red flag number one. So that night she sure. confronts that, him. That that was the first red flag. That, but but that like that's the first red. Okay. So then she confronts him, and she's like, "Why are you so mean?" And he's like, "One day, I because he's filthy rich, and he's like, this guy needed you know a heart transplant or, or some type of transplant to save this kid's life, and he was willing to spend so much money on it, and I had that money because I had that money, I could prevent that from happening, and so I prevented it from happening, and his son died, and I he died because I didn't give him what I wanted to give him." And like, it felt so good to like know that I had that power and that control. And she's like, you monster. And then she just stays, she still stays with him. Yeah, she's but like, let me get out my painting. <laughs> that, so then she, but the, the gag of it, right, is that red flag number three is he comes to her and he's like, there's a monster in the house. And she goes, I can't take this anymore. You're crazy. I'm breaking up with you and leaves. So like yeah. he disrespects you. You get called out. He's rude to you. He literally tells you that a child has died because of him. And you stay with him. But when this man comes to you, well, then he like, yeah, there, there's a whole thing where he like, I took something that he sold me and then I sold it for like millions more. Like, what an mm-hmm. idiot. He's just very condescending. Just quintessential. When you think of a rich, snobby person, it is this guy. So he's fighting off this demon. He kills the demon with a, like a spear through the glass on his very hype, like penthouse window, which I was like, I don't think. You can just puncture it with a weapon like that. Like, that has to be very strong glass. Demon turns back into the artist, and he is like, you freed me. Thanks, bitch. But, uh... <laughs> you freed me. Uh, uh, looks that, like your curse now. What is that TikTok? That TikTok? You freed me. I no longer have to kill again. He unintentionally frees the demon, and then now he's becoming the demon. And he's like, nope, I don't want to do this. And he just sprints right into the spear. And it's such a cheap plexiglass that they use that when he runs into it, you can see them the mirror like wobbling when he kills himself wobble, but that's wobble, the story wobble, that's why I, it's thank you big sean that's why it's like middle of the road for me because it just didn't I it, it had it. It, i loved it in the beginning i thought it was yeah. like leading up somewhere but then i was like oh we have to follow this asshole through the whole yeah thing. i liked it i actually loved i mean there's nothing i could say negative about it i loved it my number six was queen b queen b my number six was timeout <laughs> Oh my god, our list is so fucking weird. Okay, but now we the, okay, but now I'm glad because our our five have got to be talked. My about. number five was a girl named Sue. Okay, and so basically, I know this is it was an Evil Dead reference, right? No, or was it a um? It's a reference to something because I probably I think this page. is a reference maybe to Night of the Living Dead, which they already did last season. Yes, it's yes, filmed yes. in black Hold and on. white. So it's a Night but of the again. They just did this Again, reference last season. I've not seen it, so I didn't catch that it was a reference. But, it, but, to see but it to the only thing that makes it a reference is the time period and that it's in black and white. And it's like this weird energy of like zombies. But basically what it is is there's this cop who's just like, this is in the, uh, the era of, of Evil Dead. Um, yeah. Or no. Night of the oh, Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. It's that era. So basically this, this, thing, this plague is taking over and like it's everyone's in civilization survival mode. And there's this cop who's like still doing things by the law. And like the townspeople are like, yo, there's this this guy who's awful. Like he's, you know, they don't tell you this, but when I read the Wikipedia page, I get to lose it. Like he's a rapist. He's killed people. He's hurt yeah. people. He's stolen from people. Like he's manipulated people. Like he's a, he's been arrested. Yeah. He's been, times. yeah. Arrested all the time. And they're basically are like, we are done. If we see him, we are going to be our own vigilantes. Well, and 
figure it out ourselves. Yeah, and so they arrest him all the time, and he always gets off the hook because his dad is the mayor. And so they find loopholes. And so the police chief is like, I cannot arrest this man after whatever he's done. They don't tell you what he did this time, but all the townspeople are like, how yeah. dare you let him after after all he did this? And they ended with like, especially what he did to Sue. Everyone gets quiet. They're like, fuck this. We're going to find this man ourselves, and we're going to take it in our own hands. The cop's like, if you do that, I'm going to arrest you guys. Like, it's against the law. And the people are like, what law? Like, the world is over. We're post-apocalyptic. There's al- or there's zombies everywhere. Like, But we don't specify, we don't specifically know about zombies until the, until the, until the sheriff kind of gets to where the, the bad dude is. And the bad dude is just around a dead body. He's like, he, she came at me. But then we see, like, zombies outside. Mm-hmm. But the sheriff does notice a blue ribbon. This is black and white. Mm-hmm. He sees one thing blue. So he gets that. And he that's when he's like, his piss and he arrests he the makes dude the... he makes the connection to what we find mm-hmm. out later so he arrests him brings him back puts him in the jail cell and he's like what are y'all gonna do i'm always he's basically like i'm gonna be free i didn't do anything who cares blah blah, blah. my dad my dad's the mayor my dad's the mayor and so basically just full of himself and he's like what are you gonna do you gonna kill me for all these people and the cop's like no 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 like i'm not gonna kill you and then they bring in this bag That's and it's like kind of squirming it's this... Yeah, and he's like, what's that? And he's like, you know exactly what it is. So they throw the bag into the, the cell with him. They close them in the cell. They lock it up. And out comes the girl, Sue, who's a young child. And she has a blue pigtail. And one of them is missing. And she's, like, cannibalistic. And she devours him. And the whole time, she's like, a oh, zombie. No. Yeah, she's a zombie. <laughs> she's so cannibalistic. She gets killed, but they can't. I don't know. They, they It's just weird. But... Basically, it's implied that he sexually assaulted her and then killed her. Which and is then really because, fucked up. Yeah, and then because of the everything going on in the world, they can't bury her. And if you don't bury her with this virus, then like she'll turn into a zombie. So she turns into a zombie. Yeah. And so they use or get her rid of to, the brain. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah, get rid, rid of the brain. And so she attacks him and kills him. So it's like a revenge storyline. It's really good. I liked the revenge plot. I really liked all of that. It was a little weighted though. To me, like there were some heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah, I was like, that, where are we going with this? That I didn't need in it. To, for me to understand the value of it, but I get it. Um, also, like the Evil Dead reference or the the Night of the Living Dead reference, like me saying Evil Dead a million times. The Night of the Living Dead reference. Now, when I when I opened up the Wikipedia page and I read it, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense to me. If you're gonna do like an episode that's a spinoff and it's not it's not 100 understood that it's a spinoff or it's like a, a canon, explain it to me so I know. So like we didn't know that zombies were going on until like literally the end. Probably like so the, was- at least the midpoint. Yeah, because so we're we're also was... seeing on the radio them talking about, or not on the radio, on the TV them talking about zombies. But I did like the storyline of like of because that's something that's valid that would happen. Like if we reach that point in life, we would have to process like when do we give up on laws. So I like the the, the thoughts that came from, or it. when do we just like handle things ourselves separately? Yeah, and kind of go that. And then I also liked you know it was it was a lot on betrayal. It was a lot on like learning that a system doesn't work anymore and like accepting change. So I really like the thematical elements and the thoughtful elements, and it was the one that I, I was very much so intrigued by the most. It's just the fact that there was, like you said, like there was sexual assault in the windows and like just like murder and like like children and a lot of those things. I don't think I need to see in a in a situation. Yeah, I'm like glad that we didn't necessarily see any advances because that would have been yeah, really uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable, but it's something where it's like I don't even want to see that in a movie. Like yeah. I. There, you could have. He could have been. He could have done. You know, murdered somebody. He could have done something else. Or like accidentally killed her. You know. Yeah. So it's yeah. just for me that that's the only reason why that was right. Because if it was not for that, it probably would have been my one or two. For my number five, I put okay. I'll buy. I yeah. honestly just liked it because of the spider head. That's the spider honestly head was... the only thing. Everything honestly, 
a lot of these stories I didn't really care for. Like, yeah, anything. It reminded me of the the spider. Reminded me of the spider from uh, Legend of Zelda. I I don't know that that reference. So that's fine. That's fine. Um, what is your number four? Uh, so my number four was familiar. I loved the thematical elements. Uh, I loved the the palm reading energy. It was a great storyline. The only red flag for me for that was the acting and the fact that the girl wasn't in on it and I thought she would be in on it. I thought, I don't know. I think the acting just really did it in for me where I just was like, nope, yeah. don't like this. Which I will say. And I, after... I just, obviously, clearly I misunderstood a lot of that story. So, Well, this was, that, that is what, that's a good uh, segue into what I was going to say. When I watched this, I did watch it with Wikipedia open. Um, wow, so you're using so, cheat codes. Got it. So I was, you know, I was getting a little bit more explanation, which I do that with anything I watch. I can't even watch television without having the Wikipedia plot line up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see, like, to me, it's almost like, like now I'm listening to these things and I'm like, maybe these stories just weren't told correctly because I had to look at the Wikipedia page and that's why my scores are so different. My number four was a dead girl named Sue. <laughs> okay, what was your number three? My number three was Mums. Okay, I only my... liked it for the, the like, it wasn't... Like, when I was first watching the first two episodes, I was already like, I know what my bottoms were. And then I watched episode three and four, and I was like... (laughs) I have to reevaluate my list. Um, Because when I first watched the season, I was like, Queen Bee, bottom. Bottom one, don't like it. Is your number three Skeletons in the Closet? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so psychic. Why'd you like that one so much? I didn't really care for it. I, I, because, okay, so this is also the gag. I have not seen a lot of those old classic films that you were talking about. So I, to me, You I were just like, was, what are these things? Well, I was just like, I could, I recognized them and I knew what they were, but I, I've not seen them done a million times. And then to me, like, to me, it, if it, if, up until that point, I hated it. And then it was so, they did it in such a cheesy way. And it was so cheesy on pur- purpose, in my opinion. Like, the skeleton's fighting was just so dumb. And the scene in the shower, like, he, the skeleton literally stabs her, like, 17,000 times. It's, like, 45 seconds. And she's just, like... Oh, and ah, she's breakdancing ah, in the fucking shower. Yeah, and she's just, like, ah, for, like, ever. And then she just stops and is, like... Ah, and then she drops. Yeah, and that's... Then, like, that's, this, a, that's It's honestly a shot-by-shot. Shot same thing that happens in Psycho. Geez. That's the same thing. The reaching so, out yes. of the arm and then falling for it. It's the same And even shot. that, like, the arm reaching out, and then the curtain pulls back, and it's, like, a skeleton, the boniest skeleton hand in the universe is holding a knife, being like, bah, bah. it was so bad. Can I... And you can tell it's a skeleton prop. Like, yeah. you can literally tell it. It's not, like, an actual skeleton or it looks real. It looks like a prop. It looks so... It looks so, um, thought motion. Yeah. The main reason why I like the... the Evil Dead reference in the second season was because I felt like it added to the story it had ted raimi in it it did this kind of like cool reference of like everything tying into this specific reference which you know is kind of similar to the sue story what i didn't like about this one because you would think references because it even had bob ross that one just made me feel things which versus this one which made it feel like they were just throwing everything in there That's to be valid. like look at this look at that look at this look at that oh we just did a psycho reference oh we just did a shining reference immediately after that and those are just so overdone for me mm-hmm. that i was just like i don't Talk like it i hate it so. i just liked how dumb it was and like i could see that for you 
the cal- the skeleton making out with him at the end, like that was just so funny. It was so <laughs> stupid. My number two, though, I'm curious what your number two is because if it's the same, I'm gonna be really excited. The things in Oakwood Pass. Yes! Oh my god, we finally have one that matches. <laughs> this one, that's on your honestly, bingo card, yes, queen. <laughs> when I first watched this one, this is the only animated one in this season, which is cool. I wasn't expecting that. I was a little. At first, I was like, huh, I don't know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. But then when it started to pick up at the end, I was like, oh, this one is fucking, like, rad. Like, this God. is one, when I when I finally watched this, I was like, oh, thank God. Thank Man. God. A story I like. Thank God. <laughs> there wasn't, honestly, there was nothing in here that I really hated. I really enjoyed the story. So, basically, it's a story of this town. A story Oakwood. of a girl. It's a story of this town where every 200 years, the town suddenly disappears and there's a uh, time capsule mm-hmm. that's in the ground. So, it happened in 1621, 1821, and now 2021. So, they're like, well, let's open up to see what's in this time capsule. And the realty is, is like, no, you don't want to open that up because it's not a time capsule. It's a cage. And it was kind of like a little bit of a slow burn because I was like, where is this going? Mm -hmm. The voice acting is really good. I love the voice acting. This was probably the acting, which is funny. You don't even see them. This is, the <laughs> act, this is the acting that I really liked in this whole season. When that chest opens up, all these mm-hmm. demons come. Actually, one of the demons bursts through her dad, who's the mayor. And it's it's very gory. Like, her dude that she kind of likes that's been interviewing her because she's a historian. He gets his arm cut off, then his legs cut off, and then just from the taint oh, that up was to the head split in half i was like oh my god this is so graphic the girl that who's the cameraman gets like eaten by the spider and she's driving away well she's stuck in the cop car and they're driving away and the cop gets like sliced in half and she's almost killed and i'm like oh my god is she gonna die and she reaches outside of the town and the creatures can't get to her and they leave and i was like i love it I love how yeah. it ended. I think it just ended well. It was just very shocking to see yeah. that revelation. I didn't know what was going to happen. And um, I maybe I want to see them do more animated stuff. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, uh, when I was watching, I was like, why don't they do this more often? I assume it would be so much, to me, it would just be a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, but Actually, I no, it would be very expensive. But I liked it. I liked, they also did like this weird, this weird art style that I loved from like the early 2000s movies where like she's on the police car and like it's almost 3D, but it's at 2D, 3D. Yeah, You know, we saw a lot of it in, like, Scooby-Doo, and we saw a lot of it in, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog, like, that kind of art and animation style. That sent me very nostalgic. The the creatures were so creative. The monsters, the storyline, it was the most consecutive storyline. It made the most sense to me. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It was my favorite, the voice acting. There's literally no complaints. Yeah, I don't have any um, issues. It was so well done. And this is my favorite. That was my favorite one I've seen in the entire Creepshow franchise. Yeah, like, but it's our number two. It's oh, yeah. number two. <laughs> My oh, number one, you ranked it so low. I know. You ranked, we'll just say it. Drug traffic. Oh, God. Was yours the last Subu, Suburaya? Yeah, which, like, I do love painting and I do love art, so obviously I was inspired. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just love that storyline. And to me, it gave me very much that old, that was that, what movie was that with the, there's an old movie, or not an old movie, it's a movie that came out. Oculus. The, no, the Velvet. Velvet Buzzsaw? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Velvet Buzzsaw, this demonic creature that has possessed a painting, and it gets sold, and then it gets auctioned wait, off. Wait, 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 no. I think... Yes, the Velvet, Buzz- the Velvet Buzzsaw. With um, Jared Leto? Or yeah, not Jared it... Leto, Jake Gyllenhaal? 
Yeah, it, to me it was very close to that, and then also reminded me oh, of just you the, like that. I did like it, oh. um, but also that was like the first movie that I saw that was like horror and art in this caliber. Mm. Um, and it's like the psychotics because like art, the whole point of art is to feel something, right? The whole point of art is to, and like it, the the theory of this one was the paintings were so evil they made you feel awful, and you know even though it was a curse, like when he was he was feeling all these negative emotions, and they were like the girl was like you're feeling guilt, you're feeling negativity, you're feeling all this bitterness, like you that's what art is supposed to do. Yeah. So I thought it was really inspirational, honestly. Oh yeah. Why was it number one for you? Drug traffic. I think it was just a because it. I think this is the last episode that it's in. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a palate cleanser. Of things that we were, because we, this season we were seeing a lot of things we had already seen in previous seasons. And I was yeah. honestly, I was getting a little tired of it. So this one, I was like, I was like, I need a J-horror inspired story. What's and a J-horror? What are we, Japanese horror. Oh, okay. Yeah. Japanese horror inspired, inspired story. And this one, I think, perfectly encapsulates that. We got a girl's head flying around eating people's fucking bodies you know Mm -hmm. i do like the political kind of he was insinuating that this guy who was a border patrol agent was racist and he was like honestly no i'm a communist and i'm like the leftist that you could get and i i i'm only here because they don't want me anywhere else i don't i don't give a fuck if someone sneaks in i don't give a shit i have to pretend i'm doing my job when really i am not at one point like the guy's like uh the border patrol guy is just uh the cameraman's like you know just read this medication off and like let him know you know like that you're you know whatever like just cater to it or whatever and the girl's like i can't read this and he's like you can't read and And the border patrol is like that's in chinese and he was like so and she's like i'm not that kind of asian oh yeah 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 yeah, he goes. She goes. I'm not Chinese. And then he goes. Then what? He says. What the fuck kind of Asian are you? Or something like that. Basically, very racist. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the border control guy's like, "Thank you for saying that. That is the footage. Like now you can sue this bitch. Now you can get your money. No, get your no, daughter. no. I think he was saying to like the 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 was he saying to the camera person like take that and sell that to whoever who who has the highest bidder. And I I kind of like that. But I wish we got him dying in the end. Yeah, I wanted him to die. Or if he died, it was off camera. Or what would have been camp, right? Is so at the end they're bonding. Like they're 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 like they've survived this thing. It's the only two people left are politician and border patrol guy. I would have lived if the like the politician guy would have been like, damn, like I can't believe he fucking survived that. And then politician guy is like, or the uh, border patrol guy is like, yeah, and then just like like stabs him with the glass and is like, you're not, we're not doing that. And then he walked out. You know, and he he left, and yeah. then the head floated out or whatever. The mom head body came out behind him and like saw him driving off. And then the creep show thing was like, man, like, yeah, yeah. Her. I think that would have been, been better everything. for me too. It was still a good season. Like yeah. we're very, no. I, we're very opinionated. About- <laughs> it wasn't. I'm so sorry. It was not for me. I don't I, know. Something happened with this season. It, yeah, there was a lot of potential. There was like Lots the Queen B one had a lot of potential. I think Stranger Reader Reader Things could have potential. been a little bit better. A girl um, named Sue could have been tweaked a little bit. Mom had a lot of potential. Mom had mom's had a lot of uh, potential as well. I would love to. I don't know. Maybe they just. Maybe sometimes less is more. Last season only had nine stories, and I thought that was. I think season. Honestly, I think season two was my favorite season. Same so far. Season two was my favorite. I did also like. Oh my god. Okay, girl, what is going on outside? Bitch, are you good? I enjoyed the second one the season most. Season two was my favorite. Now my um, ideal season would be like if they took. <gasps> oh, are you about to compare compare your list one, two, and three? I mean, and yeah. Then... Since we're we're this is the final, 
I was gonna say my ideal like best season and I was gonna take all my favorite stories so that yeah so I definitely would have drug traffic on okay yeah let's let's collect our an improv <laughs> I know we're a little over I'm probably gonna have to edit a lot down collect our 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 perfect season so mine would have to have drug traffic in there the things in Oakwood's past and that's it from season three <laughs> season one I would have Lydia's Lydia's Lane the companion All Hallows Eve for season two I would add public television of the dead night of the living uh, late show and yeah I'm just gonna do that that's fine. You know what? Let's add the head story too from season one because that one's actually really nice. The uh, the house of the head. I really like that. Yeah, one. for me, I would have things in Oakwood Pass. Okay, for sure. The last uh, Subaraya, that was really good for me. Familiar. And really? That's I yeah, I, I like familiar. Okay. And then season two, um, I would have public television of the dead, dead and breakfast, the house of the head. Yeah, really you liked, liked All Hallows Eve. And I liked All Hallows Eve, so that's seven for me. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that, seven. Yeah, that's honestly all that. Oh, and then, um, yeah, that's all I would have. Yeah, but it was cute. I liked it. Season two is my favorite. I really wish they'd do more animations. I don't know if we're going to get more. Are we going to get more? Question I mean, they did a, a special last year, and it was an all-animated special, a Halloween mm. special. I'm going to look into that. Hopefully season... You know what? I said this was season two. More just one episode things. That, well, even that, I wanted more one episodes. I thought we were going to get one, and I kind of looked forward to it, and I didn't yeah, get one. Yeah, we didn't get that at all. We went back to doubles. I They should just do more. Because, like, imagine a dead girl named Sue as a full episode. Or maybe, like, Queen Bee. I feel like Queen Bee, you could have made things so much better mm-hmm. with that. Or the things in Oakwood Pass, if that was a full episode, that'd be wild. Or even drug traffic, too. So And, oh. and then just do six episodes or seven episodes. Like... And just have seven stories versus 12 episodes. And we're trying to cram these many episodes in here. You know, focus on making one episode good. Very that, very that. I'm excited for the future. I hope there's more creep show. I still enjoy it. I like the format. I like the system. Season I just three need, was just... This, this didn't have enough scare for me. If you're listening, creep show, give me the oomph. Yeah, or hit me up because I got some scripts I can send you. Zanny, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at zanny.ex or on Twitter at just zannyex. And you can also find me in Kansas City, perusing and 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 uh, perusing doing... and cruising on perusing uh, snuffies cruising. or whatever it's called. Yeah, on snuffies. <laughs> Where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on most platforms under the name Tara Carr. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D. And you can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Stay on the Line TC and other platforms on, at Stay on the Line Podcast. I forgot to mention this, but we are a two-time nominated award-winning podcast. Award-nominated podcast. Yeah, two times, baby. So I want to give a shout-out to my patrons for always supporting uh, at the pee-pee-poo-poo tier. So we got Matt King, Caitlin B, Willow Whisper, Kiki.com, Keith W, Pobre, Zincat, Coronation, and Rebecca Carlson. So if you want to scribe, subscribe to the Patreon, you can at patreon.com forward slash stay on the line, where we have other extra bonus content. So yeah, anything else you want to leave off on? No, much love, be safe, happy Halloween, happy spooky season, live your best life. Thank you all for having me. And the spirits agree to. I was going to pick up the candle, but it's kind of hot right now. So Yeah, I'm a... <gasps> oh, until next time, I'm Tara Card. 
And I'm Zanny X. And make sure you stay on the line. The line. Woo.